There's something about that feeling you get when you finally get something that you've been struggling with so long that it's like, oh, if I can do this, I can do this. Yeah. Like you can just keep challenging yourself because eventually you will get it. I just had the most inspiring conversation with Savannah Colborn. Savannah, even at a young age, has faced so much adversity that she's overcome. But instead of letting it defeat her, she's let it turn her into a really determined, fierce young lady ready to take on the world. I think you're going to be very inspired by Savannah Colborn. Today I'm with Savannah Colborn. Savannah? Welcome to Our People, Our Purpose. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. All right, let's jump into it then. So tell me how long you've been with CNG and what you do for us. Okay, I have been with CNG since March of last year. So coming on, I think, nine months. Um, I'm a material handler three, so I work in uh, processing finished goods, getting ready for them to be shipped out to the companies. Mm -hmm. Um. I mainly, I kind of do a little bit of everything except operate. I know how to run a forklift. I know how to put uh, rolls into the system. I have been teaching um, my crew in packaging. They're mostly new, so I've been teaching them how to get to where I'm at and helping them grow and get better and get promoted. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been really fun. It's definitely new. I've never really had to do anything mm -hmm. like that before. And tell me how old you are. I am 20. See, that this is the impressive thing. Uh, you seem so together for a 20-year-old. Uh, what did you do before you came here? Um, I was a uh, shift lead assistant managing at Topper's Pizza, ah. just down the block for a while. And then before then, I uh, did some housekeeping in Duluth. Wasn't for me. Mm, mm. Yeah. And then obviously before that, I was in high school. So mm -hmm. again, food service, customer service. Did you eat a lot of pizza when you worked at Topper's? I ate so much pizza. <laughs> Are you sick of pizza? I am you so still like pizza? sick of pizza. I love pizza. Yeah. I'll eat it. Uh -huh. Just not that pizza. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. But it would be tough. Maybe, though, you it's like working around chocolate all day. You know, after a while, the smell, just the smell of chocolate is like, I don't want that. I don't think I could ever get sick of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So tell me about growing up. You grew up here in Superior or in the Duluth area? Um, I grew up here in this area of Superior and in the outskirts of Superior, rotating back between my mom's and my dad's and my grandma's for 13 years. And then after my seventh grade year, my mom decided that her and my stepdad were going to buy a house in Minong, Wisconsin. Minong, how far away is that? About 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic and mm -hmm. speed. Um, I went to high school there, so eighth grade up to my senior year. Very small town. That's where Jack Links is, right? Yes, that is where Jack Links. I actually went to school with his granddaughter. Oh. I know, she's a very sweet girl. Did you eat a lot of uh, beef jerky when you lived in Minog? Surprisingly, I didn't. Hmm, yeah. It's not my thing, but I know it's a lot of people thing love it. Yeah. It's good. But we make good film for it, though. Oh, I know. I've, I've packaged it. <laughs> good. Yeah. So uh, what was it like then, you know, growing up there in Minog? Um, 
it was a little difficult. I, my family, I have a big family. I have a split family. Mm -hmm. So I have my dad and my mom. And then she remarried to my stepdad when I was about nine years old, but they've been together since I was about four or five years old. So my mom and my dad split before I w was even conscious. You know, mm -hmm. I don't remember sure. any of that. Um, my dad has my older sister who also works here. Um, and In then, material handling? Uh, no, she does our cleaning. She helps out with operators and their messes. She cleans up like spilt resin spills. She mm -hmm. just makes things look nice and neat. Nice. Keeps it, yeah, she does a really good job. Mm -hmm. And then I have an older brother with my dad too. He doesn't work here. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should, but he won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom and my stepdad um, together, they have my little sister, Lara, but my mom has another daughter with, um, I'm trying to figure out a word this is. Before my mom and my stepdad, I had another like stepdad role model. Uh, Justin, he had passed away um, when my little sister Linnea was a newborn. Mm. So he, then she met my stepdad and he had my older sister Mackenzie, my older brother Caleb already, and then um, my little sister Tori, and then my little sister Brooklyn, who is the same age as my other little sister whose uh, father passed away. So how many in total is that between your mom, dad, stepdad, stepmom? Eight siblings. Wow. Yeah, I know. And you're the oldest? I am kind of like a middle child. So I'm my mom's oldest, uh, my dad's youngest, and my stepdad's middle child. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. So I have the best of all worlds. Yeah. Obviously, we're, we weren't always all together. Like my, my older sister, Abby, and my brother, Matt, were always with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I would see them. And then my step-siblings were always with their moms. So I didn't, we weren't always together, but mm -hmm. we pretty much grew up together. Yeah. So so how do you think that's shaped you into who you are? Like, what, what are the experiences that you kind of take away from all that? Um, I had a lot of responsibility uh, put on to me. So I am, like you said, very well-rounded. I have a lot like. I know what needs to get done. I do it. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal to me. It's life. So you're pretty independent. I am pretty independent, yeah. Mm, I could see that too, mm -hmm. yeah. So what do you like to do when you're not working? What are your hobbies? Um, well, lately it's cold out, so I've just been sitting at home. <laughs> I don't like the cold. I lived here my whole life and I hate it. I hate the really? cold. I do not like it. That's really interesting because most people who live up here like the outdoors. You know, like doing the outdoor sports, hockey, ice fishing. Like, is ice fishing a sport? I don't know. If it's uh, yeah, sport. here it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Don't let any fishermen do <laughs> Okay. All right. So no, none of those outdoor sports then you like? Nope. I was a band geek in school. I've been, okay. I play the saxophone from like sixth grade all the way up until graduation. Really? Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, my goal right now, I've been saving up. I'm going to get myself a new saxophone because I've always just rented from the schools, which amazing privilege to have. A lot, mm -hmm. I know a lot of schools don't have instruments to just let kids borrow mm -hmm. like, the way that I did. So. Yeah. So what do you like about the saxophone? Um, I liked how it made me struggle. Mm. Interesting. Which sounds weird. 
But that there's something about that feeling you get when you finally get something that you've been struggling with so long that it's like, oh, if I can do this, I can do this. Yeah. Like you could just keep challenging yourself because eventually you will get it. So did you do a lot of self-teaching on the saxophone? Like how how do you learn how to play it? Is it because I know there's band and but you kind of go and you practice, but you can because I was in band and I wasn't very good at it. So I know this. You can just kind of go along with people, pretend like you're playing, you know, but you're not really that good at um, it. How do you really get good at can it? Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Your band teacher knew you were faking. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I got kicked out. I mean, I wasn't, a band was not for me. I was only two years in it. And it was like, yeah, no, I would walk along in the parade like this, you know, like just, you know, with my fingers kind of going up and down the clarinet like I was playing it but oh my goodness <laughs> I see a lot of people do that but yeah they never got kicked out okay yeah. so they they just get to kind of ride along so you are one that's serious about it though so that's what I'm asking you mm -hmm. is how did how did you get learn that how did you I hate to say it, I just kind of had a natural talent for it. I have been learning like how to read music and play music my entire life. I went through um, elementary school with a music teacher who was very passionate about children learning the arts because there are studies that show that children who learn music and learn that type of art mm -hmm. are able to expand their brain and have success in other areas of life. Mm. And that was enough to get me hooked. I was like, I struggle with so many things in school. If this is going to help me find my focus, I want to learn it. Yep. And so my teachers played a huge role in that. Um, when I started in sixth grade, I was here in Superior. Mm -hmm. I had uh, Mrs. Mowers, I remember her. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of just, the first day I was like, Ugh. You know, and I was really, really struggling with this. And all my classmates were getting it just instantly. And I was like, mm. I almost quit. I almost quit. She came to me. She goes, why don't you come um, after lunch? I'll write you a pass and mm -hmm. we'll work on this. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And I got it. She's like, if you want to keep doing this and keep working, I'll keep writing as many passes as you need to come here. And that's what we did. We just worked on it one-on-one -on -one, and I was able to do that. And that's how I discovered that I need that one-on-one -on -one work with sometimes mm. with certain subjects mm -hmm. and things. And that's what worked yeah. for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that because I think that will be helpful for a lot of people who oh. maybe struggle not just with a, playing an instrument, but... You know, sometimes just like with math problems or, you know, anything, it's that sometimes just getting that one-on-one -on -one coaching helps. So the, the transition that you made then from, you know, sounds like you did some cleaning, you worked at a pizza place, then you come here, manufacturing. Is this what, when you were in high school and people talked about manufacturing, is this what you thought it was? Not really. Tell me about that. Well, when we talked about manufacturing, things like that, you think of a conveyor belt and people <laughs> standing at a line building and assembling things. Ah, That's what I've always imagined. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I came here for my interview and Travis, he gave me a tour and I was like, mm. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And then I did it. Yeah, just like playing the uh, saxophone. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just asked that question because I know a lot of people have that misunderstanding of what manufacturing is like. Yeah. You know, like, uh, did you ever see that old Lucy show where the chocolates are coming on the conveyor belt and they couldn't keep up with it, so they're stuffing them in their mouth? I don't think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some people will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that impression that, you know, you're just taking a widget and putting it, taking it from this belt and putting it in this box. And yeah, what we do is a lot more uh, in, intricate and involved and a lot more creativity and moving around. Yeah. yeah, you have to improvise sometimes. You got to get creative with the way things are rolling. Yeah. So so what do you do for fun besides, you know, playing the saxophone and what what else do you like to do? Um, well, I like to be outside, just not when it's cold outside. Yeah. So in the summertime, I like I don't hike in the summer. That's mostly a spring and fall activity. It's too hot. Okay. It's too hot too for me. Too hot? How hot does it get here? Um, Depends on where you're at. In Duluth, I think the hottest I've ever had it there is probably like 85 in my experience. Mm -hmm. I haven't been around here, but in Minong, it can, I think the hottest I've ever experienced in Minong was like 102. Oh, wow. It was hot. Okay. But So I don't hike in the summer, but spring and fall, I'm down for a trail hike. I get excited yeah. over that. Um, other than that, I like to fish. I just like to walk and just enjoy nature. Mm -hmm. So have you done any traveling outside of this area to go hiking in other parts of the country? I have not, but that is a goal of mine. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what some aspirations that you have in, in the future? What would you like to see for yourself? I really want to go to Montana. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Montana. I want to ride horses in Montana. I want to rent a little cabin in the middle of nowhere and just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what about, like, from a career standpoint, do you have any ideas? Um, I kind of like where I'm at here right now. I feel like what I do is very important and mm -hmm. where I stand right now is important. I have been asked if I wanted to operate, mm -hmm. and that's something I see in the future. But... Um, Right now, I'm kind of saving for college, and I want to mm -hmm. do something that allows me to remain here at Charter and mm -hmm. um, get me the education I need to grow here. Mm -hmm. Like in what area? I'm not really sure yet. There's so many things I've always thought about going for engineering. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really fun. I think it'd be a good fit for that. But there's also like... A whole, I could go and learn more about sustainability and yes. recycling, and I could make a whole new portion here if I wanted to on how mm -hmm. we can improve the earth because mm -hmm. plastic, you know, it does cause issues, but, and we're doing a lot. We do a lot. Like when I first started working here, I had no idea that we had a whole recycling like system that we do. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm. yeah, my friends always ask me, my, my friends are super in, Mm -hmm. to the environment and they're like i can't believe you work at a plastic factory i'm like well we actually do things to help prevent mm -hmm. our waste it's not like we're just throwing these in the trash and letting it sit in landfills forever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have our own process that deals with the mess we make absolutely not only that but the films allow the the shelf life of food to be extended so greenhouse gas emissions one of the main causes of that is food waste Mm -hmm. And the more food that goes to waste, the more greenhouse gas gets created. Yeah. And so our film helps preserve food and extend the shelf life of it. And then at the end of its life, we can recycle it and turn it back into more film. Yes. Yeah. So I know that um, you, you've only lived 20 years so far, but did you, as you were growing up, have to face any adversity that you think has really shaped you 
I, who you are, Savannah? I have. So going back into my home life situation, my parents struggle with substance abuse. Mm. Um, my mom and my stepdad actually recently got divorced during my senior year of high school, mm. which took a huge toll on my mental health. Matt managing, like, I was in that point where I was like, oh my goodness, I actually have to pick something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life because that's what I've always been told. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that. I didn't know that at the time. But um, they got a divorce due to their substance abuse issues, and um, it kind of spiraled out for both of them, and they took a lot of it out on me and held a lot more responsibility onto me. And my dad also struggles with substance abuse, and I wasn't really around him as much as I wanted to be for that reason. His are a little more severe than my mom and my stepdad's. Um, I always say that he's a really good dad. This is not a really good father. Mm. Which is, it probably hurts his feelings sometimes when I say that. But, you know, that hurts my feelings too. Mm -hmm. That he's, he can pick that over, like his family and his mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with, you know, for, mm. for you and uh, at, a, at a young age. But I really admire you. I mean, you seem like you, you know, you really, for, for your age, I, I, I saw that right away. You know, when I met you earlier at lunch, you you just show up, you know, like you you own your presence. You know, you have a good presence. That's how you have to do it. That is how you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all only accountable for ourselves. Right. I mean, exactly. as adults, uh, you know, you got to take care of yourself and figure that out. So I was going to go to college for nursing. I was going to go get my um, RN done and get and then eventually get my bachelor's of nursing done mm -hmm. and i just one day i woke up and i was like i don't want to be a nurse <laughs> i don't want to be a nurse yeah. i hate blood <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. i don't like taking care of people i've been taking care of people my whole life yeah parenting my parents parenting my siblings i just i don't for the first time in my life i didn't have someone nagging me to do something for them. And I was like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my parents. This is mm -hmm. what they want me to do. Mm -hmm. And I just, I um, pulled my application and I just started working and finding myself and who I truly wanted to be. And my mom was so mad at me. Mm -hmm. She was, you, she's like, you are so smart. You are so clever. You could do so much more. You could do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me being lazy or me being unmotivated. I just, I don't see myself doing that mm -hmm. yeah that's that's great I, th I think it's really important that people find their sweet spot find what they're good at and what they love doing because if you're doing what you love you're going to thrive at it and do a great job and be happier definitely so, good so it's so I can I can see you're you're independent you you got a you got a good head on your shoulders you're focused on the future, you know, it's really excited to have you on the, the CNG team. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I really like it. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask me a question now. Is there anything on your mind that you want to know about me or any question that you want to ask me? I kind of want to mo know more about your timeline, like how you got into the position you're in. Hmm. All right. Well, I, um, I, I started in man. I've been in manufacturing my entire career. <laughs> so, 
40 years <laughs> I've been in manufacturing. And I started out um, in, well, actually the first year that I was in business, I, I was in um, the accounting department. I was only there for a year. That really wasn't for me, but it gave me like a good understanding of what happens in accounting. But from then I went and I was, I had the opportunity to do several different things in manufacturing. I was um, a quality engineer, a materials planner, a production supervisor, and, you know, really learned all of the different parts of what goes on in the plant floor and operations. And then from there, I became a plant supervisor and then a plant manager. And then just kind of kept moving up the, you know, the ladder in manufacturing. I, I was, uh, after I was plant manager, I became a general manager. And that's where you're responsible for not only the plant, but also the P&L. So the commercial side of the business, um, the engineering, um, the strategy, figuring out how to grow it. And then, you know, from there became a president and then a CEO. Yeah. So, you know, my foundation uh, is is on the plant floor, you know, like learning everything I can about could about manufacturing and how business runs and how business makes money. So sky's the limit for you, Savannah. Give you a CEO someday. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, I might be doing this for nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, not for nothing. There's no. always the experience. There's always the experience. This job has definitely matured me quite a bit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember when I came in for my interview, uh, they were like, well, how did you hear about CNG? And my old roommate had been working here and then my sister started working here mm. and I, uh, went through a lot of, um, struggle with toppers. They weren't paying me fairly compared to other employees. And I'm a really hard worker. I take pride in that, but I'm not going to give my full ability to a place that's not going to appreciate me. Mm -hmm. So I left. And I yeah. came here and I was like, I I've always wanted to work here. I've known I wanted to work here. I just wasn't able to. I wasn't mature enough to be able to handle the stress that comes with this job, which mm -hmm. there is stress that comes every any job. But in the position that I'm at now, I do have a pretty large influence on my newer team members. And I don't think I would have been able to handle that like this time of mm. last year. Mm. Well, it's great. It's great to see your progress, you know, just like learning to play the saxophone, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're just getting stronger and better at what you do here for us at CNG and, mm -hmm. and becoming a great role model. Savannah Colborn, you inspire me. You inspire me too. Thank you. Thank you.